Soft Podcast, the number one CA Nerd Podcast, and the only CA Nerd Podcast that I know of. And it doesn't matter if there are others, because this is the best CA Nerd Podcast ever, period. And if you disagree, go and fuck yourself. Join the Jim Cook as he interviews all the stars of CA with successful interviews, such as the dictator of CAW, Joe Walsh, Kelly Bedlam, Alex James, the Jabroni Cuddle Green, Hankin Worldwide, Mick McManus, the BUAT, Sean O'Connor, the King Bobby Mitchell, and the Cock Hopkins brand, Benjamin Elrond Hopkins, the FWC Parker, with the Jetco. Welcome to the FWZ Talk Podcast. I am the Jamco, back with you here once again, as always, every week, two times a week, for your weekend edition and your weekday edition of FWZ Talk. We just released our episode with Scott McShannon, Scooty McShaffer, who was one of the biggest pain in the asses to ever interview and was quite rude. But it was a great podcast. You loved it, and uh, I'll admit that I loved it too. I also have to make a formal apology to one Sean O'Connor for not talking about CCWO that Scott McShannon was in. But I'm blaming Scott for that because he weren't answering my questions, and he should know what CAW leagues he's in. So the heat on that goes to uh, Scott McShannon. So send your hate tweets to O underscore my underscore days, that being D A Z. E. Before we talk to Malik Brown, he's loud and styles to me down it. Most people have been asking me, Jamco, who is the most listened to FWZ podcast ever? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go and tell you the top five CAW episodes of FWZ Talk. And I've got them right here. I'm not going to do all of them because there's still over 20 episodes, by the way, so that's kind of you know, the way that it is. Currently, as of the 4th of April, the current standing is technically in joint fifth slash fourth is D-Wall and that big old evil of C-A-W Mick McMichaels who are currently there. Surprisingly in third position is Connor Green who only took about three weeks to get up there so very very quick standing for him especially. Number two is Hit Kid Worldwide who especially in his time to, to get up to that point he uh, hit the halfway mark and did that over a couple of weeks. But number one is the core cool All-Stars heavyweight champion of the world, that being the Ben Hopkins brand. He is number one. But as mentioning as well, in the past few days that the Scott McShane episode has released, he's climbed up there to at least six very, very quickly he's at currently. So he's speeding up there. He's got a good 20 views in the past few days already. So he could do so. In general, everyone, of course, has been a great guest on the FWZ podcast. It's not really fair to say that everybody else was crap, but bear in mind that most of these podcasts, about halfway through March, only went up on streaming services completely. So most of the views for the guys that started off Jamal Bedlam, uh, Bobby Mitchell, all the ones I can remember, um, M Accuracy, RPJ, all those guys, AJ Young, Travis Sparks, they were mostly on YouTube, so technically they don't really count. So they are lower viewed because of what they've been seen on YouTube. But everyone's a wonderful guest on the FWZ Talk podcast. And the guests keep a rolling here. 
as we have another wonderful guest coming up on this podcast in about one minute. And that is the man they call Malik Brown, the former BW heavyweight champion of the world. He's Loud and Stars to me, damn it, and he always will be. For those of you that don't know, me and Loud and Stars, we go way back, way, 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 way back to when I first started off in the old, early, sweepy days of C.A. Debbie. And you're going to hear us talk about that. Great conversation I had with Malik Brown. A lot is covered from VW, Cool Stars, Vivian Verse, Commentary. 2010 all the way up to now loads of different stuff so if you ever think to myself how the hell does Malik Brown and the Jamco know each other well we do and you're going to hear some stuff especially the thief Malik Brown who stole my CAWs from me so I'm going to get into that but let me stop babbling and let's get on with it man here's my conversation with Malik Brown alright I'm sitting here with a man who I go way back with the called him Malik Brown, but he's loud and stars to me, damn it. They call, him, they call him the loud man, they call him the loud boy, old loudy, old man loud, the the loudy, um, whatever. But he's Malik Brown, <laughs> he's loud and stars, he's on the podcast. Mr. Brown, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, hey, hey how's it going? Doing, uh, doing good. You know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast wouldn't believe that you and I knew each other all those years ago. Yeah, we we have. Um, <clears throat> when I first started, it was I only had like a small group of people I knew at that point. It was you, Smokey, and Edgar. Okay, yeah. That was the small group. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go to that little point in a moment. As you have a, a very very large large chunk of history. On your time and the old thing we call it CAW. We're gonna go through a few things here. Call, 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 call. Oh man, you got me there, I tell you. So, what are the things that uh, I sort of want to talk about first of all? I think when was the last? When was the first time you met me? Can you remember that day? <laughs> I can't remember the date, but I do remember the first time I met you. Okay. It was, um, it was through Smokey. Yeah. Um, he just got finished. I think he, I think he was talking to me about, uh, helping him out with some commentary stuff. And we were just talking and he was just like, Hey, I can get you some stuff at FWZ and you know, you could talk to, <laughs> you could talk to Jam Ho and he, you know, he can get you some. And I'm like, Okay. I think I'm sound like Mickey fucking Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he totally did. Well, that's because at that time, <clears throat> before you hit puberty, you had a very high-pitched yeah, voice. Yeah, true. That, that is exactly how it sounded. Uh, <laughs> but what I remember, though, again, my, my history with things is hazy, good times, sometimes bad times. But what was that show we commented, that anime show? That was Arcadia. That was Edgar. That was uh, – ah, that's the one. I kept – I kept telling people what was that show's name? What is it called? But I can't it remember. It used to be. It used to be called RCWF, and then he called it Arcadia. Arcadia. Uh, K Star. Yeah. <clears throat> is he still around? He is. He just doesn't do cause much. He mostly does live streams. Right. Right. Okay. Need to uh, find him. Say a big hello. See if he remembers me. Probably doesn't remember me, but but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Now you are. A man that started off doing commentary, as uh, we talked about the prior history, and then uh, 
sort of transforming into a CAW, a car wrestler. We're going to go down to that in a few moments, but let's go right back to the beginning. Let's take a old trip down memory lane. Well, the research that I did on you was pretty much uh, a little bit of sort of the, the commentary that you were doing back then, but also from my own memory, from, from what you used to do. So we talked about those, uh, those two things that we uh, talked about. Some of the places that I've got that you were, were commentary is kind of like a who's who, but also some, some random, uh, random ones here. So... Of course, I'm not sure if FWZ back then was the first place you ever commented, but I know it was um, sort of around those and a, and a, and a few different ones. Uh, most of the ones I've got were on here. We've got WEDF, which uh, we both uh, know a lot about that league. Mm -hmm. I'm also, and again, I'm going to have some leagues that I have no idea about. So if I pronounce them wrong, I pronounce them one. But uh, I've got leagues here such as NESE. I've got New TNA. And of yeah, course, yeah. and of course, your own uh, old league battle pro, which we'll come on to a little bit later on. Yes. Um, which in here? Now I've got a lot of random uh, different leagues here, which uh, I'll let you sort of talk about once uh, once you <laughs> give me a reason for some of these goddamn leagues. So <laughs> as 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 much as we got sort of WEDF in here, um, mm. there's a lot of ones that are sort of defunct in terms of if we go sort of right at the beginning. I've got. Uh, the NESE, uh, I believe it's called Powerland, which yeah. is uh, one that had a show called uh, Powerland. And on the first episode, you were in a singles match against uh, Gordon Chan. At a scale of 1 to 10, how uh, how much of a CAW was uh, Gordon Chan? Uh, due to the history, he was like a 5 or 6. About a 5 or 6. We'll give some 5 or 6 to Gordon Chan. Any memories of old uh, Powerland? Oh man, um, commentating a period, it was funny because um, I was still kind of like mixing between doing the, the car wrestling thing and commentary and Steven Spryder, aka Steven Santos, kind of started to tell people how good of a commentator I was. Oh, wasn't that nice of him? So he went from Wally to Patch, who is the owner of NESC in which when Patch talked to me, in which Patch got to Oshu Jacks and to Frighten Dog, so that's how I got to WDF. Yeah. But and new TNA. But yeah. Um NESC was fun. And he was also, I think, this and also he kinda put me in there as the, you know, the car wrestler as well. Okay. And that was like a while since I did that. And it was pretty fun. I've got leagues such as the Elite Dynasty Federation next, which is uh, a place that you were you surprised the crowd by kicking the ego out of the cocky, arrogant poison bee. <laughs> yeah, seven uh, autumn, autumn's league. Ah, uh, okay, okay. This was uh, leading you to NAW South, which was. Uh, Around we're around 2011, 2012, by the way, for guys following my my timeline here. In uh, there, I'm going to just go to do a quick fire because I'm not going to get you to remember every single one of them. But we've got barely regulated aggressive wrestling league. I have it's uh, Wale time, new mm -hmm. Outback Championship Wrestling, World CAW Wrestling, and new Skype CAW Wrestling. What the hell are all of these? Um, okay, I can tell you right now, the new Skype one was Wally's Joke League. 
so Molly likes to make a lot of them. Right. And literally, it, all it was was like a best of seven series between me and somebody else. Okay. And it was it, it was just weird. Um, World Call Wrestling, that's Carter's League. And honestly, the only thing I ever did there was be a talent, but it really didn't do anything, do much because he would put the show up and then he just stopped. Sure. Um, Outback, that the one with Outback, uh, I helped booked it. Okay. And I was on a few shows, and that was it. Didn't do commentary. And uh, Brawl was also another Autumn League. <clears throat> well, I check into the other ones as well that we sort of go on to is uh, one that picked up my interest in here was uh, Loud of the Stars was signed to FDW around the time FWZ went defunct. How did you feel when FWZ went defunct? I was sad. <laughs> You lying bastard. No, you weren't. <laughs> no, I was kind of sad because I was like, oh, I'm going to see what's going to happen now. Well, me and uh, me and Mr. Styles, again, if you get angry, I call him that. I don't care. Me and Mr. Styles, we, I brought Loudon in. Uh, when we when I originally started FWZ, it was me and Smokey. We did our commentary back and forth. That two different shows. Uh, Monday Night Mayhem, I called it, and Friday Night Fury. Them are two shows. A couple of uh, sort of small hour shows. I brought Loudon on because... Me and Loud had a really good chemistry on uh, on commentary. I'd you know be the kind of whiny heel. He'd be the kind of face that liked everybody. And we were starting to do uh, a, a, like a developmental league, which was called the FWDC, which was like a development yeah. camp that we do about then, which had some guys in there that we were sort of starting up as a brand new thing, uh, which we'll actually get into Battle Pro later because there's some links there that I'll talk to you about a little bit later. But... Mm-hmm. We, uh, we, I actually went back and listened to some of these, especially when I was coming back and doing my, my research on sort of the shows that I had, the titles, the, um, the, the shows that I had. And, of course, we did a little bit of a ring announcing as well. But I thought we had a, a good chemistry back then, and uh, I thought it quite worked for, for that time. Now, when we had back then, um, I can't even remember when I even left because that was – I think I just abruptly went on my way out and uh, – and that was that was then. What was your uh, opinion of when you heard that the FWZ was coming back? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 answers. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, I was just like, oh shit, Jam comes back. Okay, I got to see where this is going. You uh, had time to check out any FWZ shows? Were you thinking of the whole uh, the whole thing? I did actually. I gotta say, it's um, there's a lot of improvement. Yeah, there is. So I'm proud of you on that part. Why? Thank you. Now we uh, come off to the FWZ, uh, which was sort of around that time. I went on my way down the road, and we're sort of around the uh, sort of 2011, 2020, yeah, 2012, 2013. What was your time with FDW? Um, it was, it was good. Cause, um, like I said, I always say this, um, K star was the first person to get me started, but Smokey is literally the first person that got me where I'm at. Yeah. Like there's, there's to be legit. There's three people off the top of my head that I can say are, are the reason I am. I got to where I was. 
um, K Star Smokey and Spriter. Yeah. Smokey was the first dude to give me something outside of what I was doing. Yeah. And also, he was the first person to go, like, I'm going to give you a chance to be a car wrestler, too. And he, and he did. So let's get into the uh, the, the conversation because we're going to have a lot of controversial topics on this, but we're going to do it one at a time. Your relationship with Smokey is a little bit different to my relationship with Smokey. One of the things that I've learned, of course, coming back is I've been learning about different groups, different things, and all the things that have been going on during the time that I left. And when I've had people come onto this podcast, we've been talking about, of course, many different things. What would you say your relationships was like with Smokey right now? Um, we try to keep up with each other as much as we can. There's still respect between me and him. Yeah. Like, there's no bitterness, no hatred. Um, he's he's probably one of the he's he'll tell you I'm I'm one of those few people that are gonna tell him straight up. And he ain't yep. gonna be mad at me for telling him straight up. Yeah. Um. I've never tried to backstab him or anything. Or... Okay. And usually nine times out of ten, I mean, when it comes to anything with smoke, I kind of, I do keep myself out of it until someone asks me my opinion, or if he asks me my my opinion of him, I'll tell him like what you could have did, what you did, what you were okay on. But usually, I just stay out of whatever, you know. I think one thing that I'm learning uh, in in a different style is, you know, you and I having a, a long sort of personal relationship with him is something that we've, you know, there's a few guys that you have really long relationships with. And, you know, you've had your issues with them and I've had my issues only just very recently, uh, which I haven't gone into great detail with. But, you know, so I've gone into sort of the, the it, bits and pieces. Um, and again, we'll we'll address that when we come to sort of the, the VWU topic as well. One thing I want to address is a lot of the people you've been saying that have been involved in these leagues are people that have been associated with, I've been talking to previous guests of the group named the Vivianverse. <laughs> Were you a part of the Vivianverse? Kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. I was by association, but I wasn't legitimately a part of it because... How do I put this? Um, I was on their boards. Okay. But I was one of I was one of those guys, if I said one thing, I was pretty much gonna be blacklisted or hated or for some or whatever reason. But yeah. So when I hear about these two particular things that they've done, whether it be, you know, guys and bullying and all this other nonsense and, you know, flagging videos, what when you saw that occur, what was it that you did? As in, not what did you do? I'm not saying you bully people. I'm saying when you saw that, you know, if they're your friends, what did you do when you said to them and guess, say, hey, guys, what the hell are you doing? Well, that's well, that's, that's the thing. Like, a lot of them, I could barely talk to them because they had, because basically, besides, I think, Wally, Smokey, and Josh, Oshu, I rarely talked to any of them because... Right they stuck within their own, you know? The times I could talk to Frank were very rare, few and far between, but even then, he wouldn't bring it up. The only way you would bring it up is if you actually, you know, looked. And even then, all I could say is, wow, that's fucked up, but I couldn't say nothing to him. So one thing I want to ask you, because I haven't really got this answer from everybody else, because maybe they didn't, you know, necessarily know this answer. It's kind of a, a vague question, but since you're kind of, you know, nearly closest to it, 
all these things that they've done, have you ever asked them why they did these things and what made them think about, you know, doing these leagues and these mock characters and all these other things that they were associated with? Um, no, I never got a chance to ask them that. One of the uh, things that they've, um, of course, been accused of are the um, sort of bullying of particular guys. And again, I don't know if every single one of them is, is around and also some of the, the, the weird stuff that they've done. And these particular individuals now, do you know if they're still around today? I know Danny's still around. Well, I think we all know that. Danny's still around. Um, <laughs> uh, Homer is still around. Okay. R- rarely. And we kind of, we're kind of like cool. We talk. Um, Joshi had a sabbatical and he's kind of coming back around. But, okay. you know, he's cool. Um, Burb fell off the face of the earth. Yep. Did we ever find out if uh, Burb was a woman or a man? Burb's, Burb's a woman. He was a woman, right. Burb's a woman. Um, Wally, he'll show up when the, when, the, when the moon and Saturn aligns and the cosmos. And, and the second moon shows its red beady eyes. Like, you know, he, he shows up on a weird cosmic schedule. When you've sort of seen the particular things that this group does, of course, we're going to come to the VW discussion in a few moments, but of course, you're part of that. You're part of Cool Stars, all these particular ones. Did mm-hmm. you, have you ever felt like you've been caught up in a particular situation where they've done something to one of your friends on the other side and the other side have got angry at you because you're so, have you ever been caught between the crossfire? Um, I remember the stuff they did do to certain people, but I was never caught in the crossfire. Most of the time, whenever I was caught in something, it was because I, it was because it was because I said something that offended them, even what? though I was joking. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I remember some of the stuff they would do, or how what they'd say, or how Danny would play victim on certain things. <clears throat> when you've seen the sort of social media, shall we say the. The, the sort of explosions between some of those guys, some of the VW guys, some of the Call cool Stars guys that sort of gone back and forth. What's your opinion on, say, some of the Call cool Stars guys um, sort of having particular issues with those guys and sort of the back and forth? What's your opinion on that? All I can do is, like, just shake my head half the time. Right. Because I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Is there any opinions of some of them that you agree with? Um... I think the only thing I can't agree with sometimes is I think emotions and ego get in the way too much. Yeah. We now go to another group that you are, of course, big and a part of. We've had many guys from the group on this podcast right before the, the virtual wrestling. The, uh, the VW. I've had guys uh, such as Jamal Belva, D-Wall, had uh, James Needham, or Hit Kid Worldwide, depending on which side of the uh, fence you want to play. When would you say the VW was created? Uh, let's see. Wow. So it started as a Facebook collective group between Matos, D-Wall, and Smoker. Okay. And then it just kind of stayed there until they decided, 
like we were all in the call. It was me, D. Wall, Smokey, and a few other people. Like MTV was there as well, <clears throat> and Dave, and a few others. And we were like, Smokey's like, hey, remember that VW thing we used to do? Why don't we actually make that a thing? And they thought about it, and they were like, you know what? Yeah, let's try to make that a thing. And it just took like one event, and then the VW start was a thing. And it just grew into what it is now. The main sort of board, I guess we'd call them, the creator, how many are there of those are still around now? The original creators of VW are me and DeWall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. What happened to the other two? Uh, let's see. MTV quit. Okay. Smokey for the sake of keeping his sanity and not getting so much flack and tons and tons of other things, he just kind of actually stepped away. Let's get into the, the discussion of, of that. Let's, let's rip the band-aid off. Why does he get himself into situations where there's always some sort of argument or issue? <laughs> Uh, Smokey, I'm sorry, brother. I love you. Because he doesn't know when to just not... He he's actually knows how to do that now, but he does it at the wrong points. Yeah. Even, I think, Josh and me talked about this before. Smokey's biggest issue is that he kind of doesn't know when to not be controversial, not to be conf- confrontational. Yeah. Like... There's just some people that'll say shit to you, and you just got to be like, okay, whatever. Look, I know who I am. Yeah. Let my record speak, not my. I'm just. I should just be that person to let my record speak, not let, not go off and you know. Because and the other reason is because they know they can get some out of them. Yeah. So they push them, and they poke them, and they prod them. And you know, I always tell them like, dude, everybody's gonna have an opinion about you. Just fuck it. Yeah. His, but yeah, his thing is he just kind of, he's super confrontational to the point where it's a detriment to him. I think one of the the issues that that I've had previously was when I when I first came back and I mentioned I, I I do these conversations, some conversations talking about sort of that brief that well I could say brief, but it was ten years, so it's not really a brief period when I left. And there's particular things that I've been filled in during the time. And of course, when I came back, I was still friends with Smokey. You know, we were still tight from whatever it was. And of course, I got introduced back into the particular groups, the cool stars guys, everything like that. Quite good friends with some of the guys in there. And when we were, when I was setting FWZ back up, people were talking about, you know, who have you got on commentary? Who are you guys? And I said that I had Smokey on commentary. And they were saying, you know, you might want to be wary because, um, you know, I've been hearing all these negative things about it, but I said to you know the guys, I said no one's really telling me what's going on here. Why you know why does he have a bad reputation? That I was filled in with all the you know blanks in between everything else like that, and I thought you know I've got to form my own opinion of him and other people, right. well rather than them telling me because you know we all got different relationships with each other. So put him on the commentary. Um, he started doing his, you know, thing because I thought, you know, maybe we could create that chemistry like we had, where you know that kind of argumentative thing going on, um, heel face kind of thing that would be handy. And 
I was almost trying to find that same chemistry we had back then now, but it was it was a little bit different. What I tended to find was when I was doing the commentary, I was very, very big on getting, of course, the guys over because I'm introducing new characters. So the heels, I'm talking about how vicious somebody is. I'm talking about how nasty somebody is as a face, you know, how beloved they are. And what kept happening was everything kept coming back to him. Everything kept coming back to, I'm talking about, man, look at this guy, man, isn't he? Look at him! Look how vicious he is! Look, look at the size of him! It was like, yeah, well, All I right. could be, well, I could beat him, and I'm sitting yeah, there thinking, he was... and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck's that got to do with what I'm talking about? And then <laughs> he was playing himself as the wrestler, on and I'm like, you're playing the character on commentary. <laughs> I don't is... fucking want that. So we, I sort of right, I go right, fine. Let's continue on. Let's hopefully, you know, get the the cobwebs off, and you know, <laughs> he <did a> JC Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it again, and I'm like, for fuck's sake, you're not helping. And I'm getting really pissed off at this point because I'm thinking to myself, because, of course, I'm going to have to edit this out. And what's interesting is there's more stuff that went down in these episodes than anyone would know because, of course, I've edited it out. But it was like, right, during sort of after five or six shows, before my uh, pay-per-view that I did, he had some personal stuff. So he went off and did that. And I thought, right, I'll do commentary on my own. We'll do that. And I quite enjoyed it, and I do now prefer having it on my own. So when he came back from his personal stuff, I thought, right, okay, here's what we'll do. I won't put you on commentary, because in my head I'm like, please don't come back on commentary, please. <laughs> I'm thinking, right, let's put you as a character. Let's put your character in my league. We haven't done that before. Maybe we could get something on, um, you know, all this drama you've had. Maybe we uh-huh. could re- we could sort of um, recollect yourself. Maybe we could, you know, take the, the damaged uh, reputation, as I said, and, you know, we could you know rebuild you, repackage you, make you a bit different. Then maybe people could, you know, go on. And all the sort of bad things he's had over his life over the past few years, I thought maybe, I said maybe, you know, we could create some sympathy for him. I know some people probably wouldn't have sympathy for him, but it was, uh, no, an, it, it was an idea I had in my head. Here's the thing, though. He's, I'm sorry. Something always fucked up happened to him in all the years. Yeah, I know. It's like if, if if the issues in WDF didn't if he didn't have any issues in WDF by some reason forces beyond his control, <clears throat> Danny. Um, or if he was promised this big run only to have it cut short from him, or he just said something that hurt somebody's feelings and made people not want to use him anymore or even that instance where he was like playing the character and FWZ like at that point I think he was just beyond like shit I got nobody to trust but my damn self exactly but it's it's that time even if it's something like okay I don't understand the characters or I don't understand what's going on you know ask and I let people know what's going on even if I'm doing my own thing as you would with Battle Pro you know you kind of have a template of what you're going to do but That's kind of, I thought, right, well, here's it's not going to get better. Let's move it away. Let's bring him in as a character. And like I said, I'm trying to think, okay, I'll, I'll repackage him. You know, I'll have my Jet Tornado guy be a big heel and we'll throw things at him. And, you know, he'll he'll come back as the, the sort of the rising star. We'll build him back up again. Yeah. Of course, there are people that aren't going to take kindly to that because they've already got their own opinion of him. So yeah. we came to a part where I said, look, here's what's going to happen. We're going to build you up. And I said, you're not going to be, you know, we're going to have you for the title with Jet Tornado at a CPV at a big event, but you're not going to win. You're not going to win because I need to build this guy up. I said, you know, during it, we can do things like, you know, 
issues and sort of uh, things thrown out there. You could do gauntlets. We could do, you know, the old dusty road, you know, banging you down, banging you down. You, you sort of grow back up. But I said, I'm building this guy up as a big deal because he's, you know, it's new on my, my uh, resurrection of FWZ, as it were. And this is my guy. You're not going to win. And I almost had to, to sort of give my sort of third degree all the time sense of everything of why it's going to happen and and you know why he's going to lose and the reason for that and he just couldn't let go of the fact that he was going to lose and i'm trying to put all this across to him where i'm saying look you're not gonna have your your identity ruined your reputation isn't going to be sucked because you lose because you could have a great match we could have a yeah. great storyline no one cares for the the 20 second victory at the end people could go back to that match and go man that's great. Look at that match. Maybe, you know, I'm trying to change my, I'm trying to change people's perception of you because that's what I'm trying to do to you as a friend. But here I am having to, you know, describe to you why you're going to lose and what that means for you. And it was just the whole idea of, I can't lose this match because I'm already wrapped up in drama. I'm already wrapped up in reputation and I have to, you know, build myself back up. And I said, well, you did that to yourself. So, you know, I'm actually trying to help you get out of that. And two, I think it was just something that rubbed me the wrong way where he just sort of ended it with, you know, Jet Tornado's a rookie, you know, I'm a veteran. And I just, that, I thought, you asshole, you're trying to put yourself above the show, above the guys. You're not above anyone. It's a team battle here. It's a team show. Everybody for everybody. And I've been saying this to, to D-Wall and all the guys I've had on, on these shows. Um, you know, if you're going to be a person in a situation where you're not going to cook someone over, or you don't like the way, even if you don't like it, some guys may go, fine, whatever, but just do it. But, you know, I said, right, we're going to have to, you know, cut the legs off this because if you're someone in the future I'm going to work with that maybe I put a title on you or anything, you may be someone that I don't want to work with because then how am I going to get the title off you? X, Y, Z. But regardless, in my head, I'm thinking to myself, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? You're so hell bent on having your your character, your your you know reputation that all these things kept flooding back to me about people who were saying to me, you know, don't do this and what happened in this situation was similar to other situations. And I tried to make that point to him where I'm saying, dude, I'm trying to, you know, do this for you as a friend and I'm still your friend personally, but I'm not going to have you on FWZ anymore because we can't agree. And of course we don't really talk anymore because, you know, he took that personally. And, you know, if he's listening to this now, he'll probably take some offense to it. But at the end of the day, I didn't do anything to, you know, make him look bad. You know, it's all a show. It's all fun. At the end of the day, if you're taking stuff, you know, seriously like that, that's right. where it gets weird. And you kind of want to associate yourself with a group of people where, you know, with a blacklist of, of this, you know, this, this game, the blacklist of this community, blah, 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 blah. And I think you're not going to help yourself by assigning yourself to that because everybody who's in that blacklist community is in there because they're all selfish and all the piranhas will turn on each other and your own right. group will become, and it will just be a complete and utter mess. But, it's just trying to teach people in general about the way you handle situations is, you know, more important. And that's kind of, you know, my relationship with him now, you know, compared to yours. But it, it seems to be that it's almost normal now for everybody to go through a, uh, a situation with him where it ends, you know, badly. Right. It, I mean, with that, it kind of, I never understood that part of um you know like to an extent i get protecting your character if 
this if the idea doesn't sound good or it just yeah. ends up being stupid in the end especially if you're trying to build somebody up i get that point but there has but there is a line mm. where you have to really think like okay this is a like, these are pixels why am i exactly I think any any girl and honestly that right there's a two way street because there's so many people had those moments and I had to reevaluate my life at that point. <laughs> um, I've had those I've had those moments. Um, I think everybody everybody to some extent has that moment and it takes them a while to realize holy shit what am I what am I doing? Yeah, I don't think it's just a one sided thing. Um, for Smokey, real talk, it's never it. It, it's not one-sided because to me i've always felt like both sides had that same kind of thing and yeah. considering that smoky for like i think 10 11 plus years always had to be that guy that was like i'm promised this and then mm. somebody asked me over so now i'm at that point where i'm like i'm so you know in a shell and i'm i'm on defense every time because i'm like are you trying to fuck me over too because well, it's almost having this idea that you I, and I said this many, many times in the show, many, many people, you know, I understand to an extent people who take the character seriously because they've put a lot of creative time, they put a lot of um, themselves into it. So they may get lost in taking things personal. But as you and I know, with shows and everything else like that, plans change all the time. And all right. that's the way it is. You can't then go, oh, so this is changing. You know, I'm, I'm being you know, personally attacked. That's not the way it is. You need to start thinking about more everyone than me. And if you're not acceptable to that kind of change, then no one's going to want to work with you because everyone's going to almost, you know, dance around you without saying the direct thing that they want to say to you because they'll feel you'll blow up. And that's not a good reputation to have. You're just going right. to end up being someone that everybody sort of wants to go around. But that goes for, for, for many people. And that kind of leads me to uh, the VW in a sense, because we kind of got sidetracked with, with that. Although he sort of went off his way with the, with the VW. Mm-hmm. Why we've had sort of many issues with the VW that we've seen with, you know, particular people who've been in it and out of it and all that kind of stuff. But why do you think, because say FWZ then, why do you think VW has that sort of smoky kind of, um, no pun intended, that sort of, that negative haze over it quite a lot of the time? because of the people because of the people that we befriended and and the fact that some certain people on certain people don't like those particular people hell even me nobody likes me and they i like you well thank no, i'm just you. kidding i don't like you okay yeah. <laughs> I, I hate you too you get anyway <laughs> but um no it's like so the first issue was literally when we had cash mm-hmm. and we, everybody, everybody on call stars hated cash. We, and at that point we were like, well, he ain't did wrong to us. Right. You know, he, we, we, we know. So we heard about the past and we were wary, but we were like, okay, but that's the past. Yeah. Here's the present. Here's the now. The now is he's cool. He's not, hasn't done anything to us. Okay. And then stuff happened. Uh, the first bit was um, somebody who will not be named. Okay. When he, he first started to really do some stupid... It literally started because of a... Um, of a Call Stars thing I had. Okay. Like, okay, so there's the Call Stars rumble, you know, that thing. Yes. Where 
if you win, you get a opportunity at a specific world title or the Call of Stars world title. Yes. And so, um, Sean, three months before Call of Stars was going to happen, told me the rundown of what was going on and what and what you know. So he told me like, okay, so I had this whole idea and plan of what cost how the Call of Stars championship is going to go. Okay. And um, he told me that I wasn't a part of it, and I was like, cool. Uh, let me use my Rumble win for something else. He goes, for what? I go, let me use it for the VW World title. <laughs> okay. And he goes, totally fine with that. Okay. And so I told everybody in VW, this is what's happening. Ben's going to win the title. I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of Call of Stars because, you know, I'm not planned in it. I'm not mad. So I'm going to use it for VW. I was cool. Nobody, everybody understood. So when I made that announcement, I, all I remember is that uh, Mist, who was a part of VW, but he's also part of Call of Stars as well, was making okay. such a big tizzy about it. Like, oh, he, made, he made such a big tizzy about the fact that I did that. And it just kind of blew up to such an extent where I... Wait, he got angry at Sean or you? He got angry at the fact that I was using a Call All Stars thing for VWU. Why would he be bothered by that? I, to this day, we don't know. Right. But but it happened, and then it just blew up into something else, and then it got to the point where he got ridiculously petty. Okay. And uh, we booted him out. Sure. Meanwhile, on the other side, they're going, "Well, we've always told you how Mist was and everything," and yeah, we were we were like. We knew, but at the same time, you know, it wasn't, it, he knew how to keep it secret. You know what I mean? Okay. So there's that. And then, and then there was, uh, it's usually the reason why I think we do get a lot of that shady, that, that shadowy reputation of nobody likes us because it's just the people that are in it that we give people chances and it's people that they already don't like i see okay and whenever something happens they're the first to go well why the fuck did you put him in there in the first place we told you so you know and we're just like but is there not been any guys that they've said hey um this guy's done this or you should touch this guy and sort of thought okay maybe we shouldn't touch this guy because he's done xyz Let me think. Because um, I, know, I, know, I know to a degree you're going to think, you know, well, every guy that comes to you, well, he did this, but we'll give him a chance. But there's got to be someone where you go, mm, he just, he just, I just, he doesn't feel right. He rubs me the wrong way. Shit. There's about four of them. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. I think the main, honestly, um, I think this is just from D-Wall's perspective. We never let Carter in. <laughs> well, we never let him commentate. We let him in the group, but he's not like if anything. Um, that's for purely his reasons. But if there has been anybody, honestly, there, honestly, I think the only one I can say is Sonny. Okay. That's like the main one in a way. 
But... What I'm seeing here, which is, is quite interesting, which, again, we can talk about because we've, we've had history with um, WDF from, from back in the day, and we both used to commentate these, those particular things. Now, usually I would address heat between, you know, Vivian Verse, VW Cool All Stars, and, you know, all the other ones. But is there some sort of sort of i've seen this weird dynamic now when i came back for example you know i saw wdf's quite highly because he used to do the show new frank blah 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 blah, and it seems to be they've kind of gone off the sideway into their own thing have they become almost their own thing is there a particular situation that made it like that because i just find it i mean of course from my perspective it would be different because i don't know but is WEDF now seen as negative because of the people that it's associated with now, or is there sort of a group that is separate to VW Cool? So why are they? Why have they sort of shifted to sort of their own separate sort of, I guess, blacklist group, as it were? Because they burn bridges. Okay. Um, you probably don't know this, so I'll kind of explain because I I think I've told everybody this in VW and anybody else that ever wanted to know. Okay. Um, Oshu Jacks. <clears throat> helped Frank book WDF, both Raw and SmackDown. Okay. And then it got to the point where he did SmackDown, and he would, and Frank would book Raw. And for a while, it was like that. It was cool. Josh was mentally done. Like, right. he was suffering from burnout. And then what made it crazier is that he wanted to, when Frank wanted to do WF NXT, it was going to be Autumn, and then Josh took over that, and he started to do that. Frank kind of was telling him like, "I don't want this. I want this. I don't want this. I want this." And so that, with all the other stuff that was going on, a lot of friendships that were getting destroyed, a lot of friendships that were being severed because of some people in on Josh's life in and off of the internet he just said i'm done and he okay. he left so frank took over everything and frank's frank's and and frank also has like a huge bout of self-deprecation mm-hmm. so it went from one minute he'll be like hey, I need help, and he'll be all happy. And then the next minute, he's like, everybody's fucking out against me. Everybody don't like me. Everybody, yeah. you know, I, I asked for fucking help, and nobody wants And I'm, and I'm just like, motherfucker, oh, we all going through our own yeah. shit. Calm down, you know. And- I think I think when it comes to, to Frank, though, in particular, and this is going back in the day, he, you know, at heart, he's a good guy. But his his issue is he's very hypocritical in what he says. He right. He wants to. Uh, he wants to sort of, you know, make this whole league and everything like that. But you know, I understand when he says things such as, you know, I'm trying to do things because I've seen people who shit on his product, who he's working with, and he just lets them do it. And that's when he then reacts because he then says, you know, all I'm trying to do is make this league, and you're all shitting on it. But if I'm in his position, I'm going to tell all them, well, watch it or fuck off because it's my show. I have the last say. If you don't like it, don't be a part of it. I'm right. not going to allow you to. It's kind of like like WWE fans kind of say, like, oh, I hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, but you're going to watch it, so you're hypocritical. Yeah. So shut up. When it comes to that, at the same time, Frank is always good talking about you know being in that mental health bubble, but he's always asking for people to help. And you you said it yourself, and I've been there too as well. I have reached out to him many, many, many times, and you probably have as well. But he just ignores you. You can't. It's either 
it's either I do reach out to him and he says nothing or he'll he'll come back and be like, I thought you said you guys were going to help. And we were like, we fucking asked before, but you didn't say nothing. And yeah. even when we and even when do somebody one of the best examples I can give now. When he redid NXT, he got Connor to help him. Right. Connor was willing. Connor pretty much told him, I'm going to redo all of NXT. Yeah. Help you out. The first thing Frank was going on was like, well, how come you couldn't do it like this? How come you can't do it like that? He wanted to make it like Josh's league, but Connor's like, no, this is what I'm going to do for you because it makes sense if I fucking reboot the whole thing. Yeah. But he was like, no, how can you do it like this, doing like that? So he would needle Connor in that situation to the point where he's like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because it's almost a lot of stress for something that's right. not fun. Yeah, and and I think, and yeah, Frank is a good guy. And while you also say that he kind of doesn't ask for help, he also has like he also had a tendency of listening to the wrong people sometimes. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, uh, the Smokey and the WDF situation. Smokey was going to have this big thing, and then Danny kind of told him. He listened to some people. So okay. he got a uh, suspect. I can't tell you how many times the character suspect had such a huge run only for it to be cut short because Burb or anybody else was like, I don't like joke characters. It makes no sense. And then next thing right. the suspect is like put off in this fuck off tag team where he's like fucked off in the mid card or he's, you know, so there's that. I feel like though with with WEDF though for what you've just mentioned, there's kind of too many cooks in the kitchen, and you can do that, which is great, but you've got to have someone who says that I have the final say. You know, when it comes to calls, and we'll get onto VWE. Right. Like, like calls does. You know, Sean's going to have the last say regardless. But that's good right. because at least you've got some structure, you've got a template. You know, you guys. I'm guessing it might be you or D Wall or whoever, Jamal, whatever. But that's what's um, kind of. Ha- Mostly, it's me and you all. You all. say. But it's kind of having that that thing where he's bringing all these people on that same level, but he's not communicating to say I have the last say, or he's saying you either say you have full reign and you do what you want with it, and I won't get involved, or I have the last say. But at the same time, I'm and you said that point very perfectly, which I haven't mentioned yet, which is I can see these aligning himself with the wrong people because they seem to be negative. They seem to be selfish and they seem to be for their out, you know, their own gain. Oh no, totally. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and lie and act like Danny didn't, didn't do most of anything in WDF for his own gain. He fucking did. Um, <laughs> well, this is why it's kind of, you know, warning in a way because you know, there's, there's a new guys I've met, you know, in CAW, you know, in CAW, and <laughs> and you know they're guys like TJ Nicholson, who's a guy from Finland that I know. There's Al Cabrera, who's a good guy that you know I've I've helped you know with some of his editing and some of his stuff. And I see you know potential in those guys, and I've had personal conversations about just all kinds of you know random stuff. I've got on good friendship, and what I'm starting to see now, and a lot of people don't know this because for some wild reason I've been invited into it, I don't know. I'm seeing these groups that are starting to form with the kind of, what I would say, the, the, the blacklist or whatever you've, you know, you've got. You've got the this this group of Danny Jackpot, we've got Smokey, we've got Lester, we've got Sonny, we've got Mist, you know, Jamari, whoever that Torrin guy is, I don't know who he is, all these other ones. Oh, Luke. It's yeah. almost as if everybody's coming in together and almost 
those guys acting like I'm going to create my own community with new guys to help up, but these new guys are being helped by the wrong people because it's not how can I help you is how can you help me because I, I, I still want to be on that top level again. And that's not the best <laughs> groups to be hanging around because it's almost right. these piranhas in all these groups like BWW and um, WDF, you know, call stars, they're in those groups. They're, they are the piranha. All the piranhas are now coming together, but they're going to end up eating each other because they're all out for the same thing. And I just right. don't think it's healthy for anyone's mental state. I think, Personally, I'm going to say this. I'll be fair. I don't think Smokey is in that blacklisted group in a way. I think he's in his own little category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because nine times out of ten, he he, he literally keeps to himself now. Yeah. And other times, it's if it's not his construction job that keeps him away, it's uh, something personal happening. Or he just, like, literally just keeps to himself and doesn't. But at the same time, he's kind of had that happened to himself because he's put himself in that position yes of course the, yes with the personal stuff but he's had people close but you know something as stupid as you know the the situation i just mentioned or situation to do with you know what we've been doing with, with wrestling mm-hmm. has made him like that because now he feels oh no one wants me anymore and i mean well, stop pushing people away because of these stupid little you know agree to disagree we can, right. we can have it we can have a disagreement about this and still talk to each other the next day it's not well right. you just to my character i'm not gonna talk to you for 12 years that that's stupid that really is silly you no, have, yeah, totally you have these debates and then you you know you move on but that's is, is a weird thing you keep mentioning a few times about danny about sort of wedf issues what kind of wedf issues have you seen that involve him um shit his over pushing <laughs> that was totally him okay uh like i said the one thing with him and smoky um yeah. i don't know if you remember this you remember when smoky was in that kozlov feud yes i do <laughs> Oh, Want to know why he was in that Kozlov feud? Oh, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> Danny, Danny whispered in Frank's ear, he shouldn't be in the top. Vladimir Kozlov. So they put him in a Kozlov. So they put him in the feud with Kozlov. Every time Smokey got anywhere close, they were just like, okay, you can keep him mid-card, but don't put him main event. You know, that was Danny doing that. Danny kind of like... I would say he's a little bit better, but then again, I wouldn't know. I haven't talked to him in the last time I did talk to him. I kind of clapped back at him when he tried to when he tried to make a joke, and I clapped back at him with another joke, and he took it too seriously and tried to play victim. Um, but other than that, what's your overall opinion of Mr. Jackpot? Um. Wow. <laughs> He's a pseudo intellectual. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it like that. <laughs> well, we will. We will sort of come back to this little uh, WDF because I'm, I'm sort of interested in stuff. We were, we were sort of sidetracked from uh, VWE. I'm keep doing this. Right, right. One of the things that I keep seeing, sort of, which we alluded to with um, the the VWU, um, the cashing in that title shot you want at the the Cas sort of rumble. Because you're going to probably say that some of the answers to these are the issues where you talk about Cash, you talk about Miss, and all these other guys, sort of in between do you think that there is a little bit of tension between vw and call stars and where do you think that stems from um not anymore yeah i see it's not as as much anymore because i think people sort of moved on but sort of past sort of past ways in the past what was the tension yeah uh literally because of the people we had in in there just just because of that reason right 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 like the legitimate reason why they had tension was because we had cash and right, Sean right, has right. an issue with cash. Sean had an issue with cash. A few other people had an issue with cash. 
So they didn't like the fact that we had him in there and they thought that, oh, well, fuck those guys, you know. And if it was a cash, it was smoky. I know there's been a little bit of tension between uh, MTV and Sean. I know there's some sort of heat there because of, you know, the whole MTV saying that he was and he wasn't. And all that, all that, all that nonsense was sort of Sean. I know there's a little bit of, uh, sort of well, from, from Sean's side anyway, he you know, doesn't really like it. With that whole situation that went down, I asked you all, I also asked um, uh, Hitkid when he came on about this. With Hitkid, not Hitkid, um, with MTV sort of phasing out of the VW and sort of leaving. Do you think that was necessary? Yes. <clears throat> you do? Yes, I do. Because besides the fact that he just, he didn't find it fun anymore, which honestly I think it was because he literally fucking drove himself into that because he took control over how things were booked. Yeah. Instead, and there were times where he could have asked for help and he didn't. He just okay. kind of took control of everything. And it also didn't help the fact that sometimes him and D kind of butt heads in terms of how things were booked and how things were written, how characters should be. And it just came out till it's like, you don't tell me how this should be written because I have a set plan. I'm not going to change my set plan for this reason or this reason alone. And it just kind of grew into that and yeah then there was the sean thing and what's your uh relationship with sean walsh now me and sean have never had a problem honestly okay we're like if you talk to sean sean tell you like we are cool with each other i've never had a problem with sean and sean never had a problem with me okay that's good Currently, right now, when it comes to the VW, who would you say now is, because we talked about sort of how it started off, sort of what I'd call like the board of VW, who would you say now is the, the board of VW now, like the leaders, essentially? So far, the leaders are me and D-Wall, like I said. Okay. Um, it used to be myself, D-Wall, MTB, and Dave. And so now it's pretty much me and D-Wall kind of taking the reins and whatever decision, whatever idea someone has, they always go to D or they always go to me. Okay. Well, they got it, boys and girls. So with VW, you have a lot of many different uh, events that are coming up. You got, you had your prestige things, you had your um, sort of different sort of events. Now, what can we look forward to in terms of the future events for VW? Well, you can look forward to the next Prestige. That's going to be coming up right after Infinity, which is going to be a fun event. Yep. You can look at, you can check out all the world, the VW Worldwide, which is basically a showcase, of, which is showcase matches from other companies that are affiliated with VWU all, you know. Yeah. You get to see that. I know you've had your uh, your Most Wanted, your um, Elevation, Insurgency, um, mm -hmm. your Duality Tournaments as well. Um, also Queens of Wrestling Here's Queens of Wrestling, yeah Look at that, he's already correcting me When you see some of these Sort of shows here What is, I kind of feel like VW is almost like a hybrid, would that be correct in saying that? Yeah you, Of you course, yeah, yeah It's a hybrid How do you go about, because this is always something I quite find interesting I kind of have it a little bit of a hybrid in my own show But how would you go about booking When you've got a sort of original character Versus almost a fantasy character How do you sort of book 
two guys when surely if a fantasy character goes over a, a legitimate character that you know doesn't really make any sense right like how do you how do you almost go against you know Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog or anything like that <laughs> um, well funny enough I think we are very I don't know if Dia ever notices it but I notice it we're specific on how fa- on certain fantasy characters we get right okay um like to the point we have a certain degree of realism in it to where it won't make it won't look silly and you can legitimize them to such an extent where it won't feel like what the fuck you know i see i hear it's always a difficult thing because it's it's almost if you've got a guy like you know a big rising star, whether it be, you know, V Park or, or Jamal Bedlam, you know, John Blackwell's Mason Chronic, and you have him going up against maybe, you know, a Bowser or something, it kind of, how do you book it where it doesn't look ridiculous in a sense? Because there's other people that could look at that who are kind of your, your, um, Audience. your really, really, yeah, you're, you're sort of strict original character guys who don't like fantasy at all, who could see yeah. it as stupid. Right. Well, luckily for us, um, that whole thing has kind of died and we don't have a lot of people fan base wise that would look at that and go, where's my original characters? From yeah, this? Yeah. We don't have that. Like the majority of us have that hybrid audience where we're like, and funny enough, I, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> uh, for DCA for a while, they did. Do you want it to bring in fantasy characters? And I was like, I don't know, chief, you know, cause I didn't yeah. know how the, I don't know how the audience was going to react until he brought lightning in. Like from mm. Final Fantasy, and then all of a sudden people were like, "Yeah!" And we were like, "Keep it up!" <laughs> <laughs> and so we just, and so it just started from there. And then next thing you know, I, <laughs> you get Captain Falcon and Bowser and fucking uh, Cell. We had Cell one year. That was interesting. Yeah. And also the fact is, we we also t- we also bring in. What also helps out, you bring in fantasy characters from other leagues that people remember. Oh, right, yeah. That way, they can go, holy shit, that's awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, let's bring Edward Elric in, right? And they'll be like, yo, SCWA, Edward Elric, you know? One of the things that we're going to talk about next is, as you talk about the uh, VW Prestige was coming up shoot, uh, coming up soon, I'm guessing you're going to be doing your Fe- Prestige Festival. Are you going to be doing that again? Um, we are going to do the Prestige Festival. Yeah. And this time, I think it's going to be stuck to just everybody in VW because the last one was kind of... It was time-consuming and very much... It, it took a lot out of us. Well, this is what my my next next thing is because I've had some guys on here, and also sort of uh, sort of one of the criticisms of that festival was that you sort of invited new sort of guys that necessarily wouldn't be in that VW bubble uh, bubble that came into that. Where a lot of the criticism for that festival, and sometimes some other shows, especially like the Prestige uh, Rumble, was the commentary on some of those shows where maybe leagues who were quite small, didn't have a lot of big fan base, seen it sort of as an opportunity to get their their guys over, get more eyeballs on their product. And when you've got guys who are sort of commentary who don't necessarily know who the guy is, they don't necessarily put them over as a great strength. They may kind of just sit there and go, well, I don't know who that is, or, or maybe silence. And, you know, I'm not necessarily saying it's you, but I, I find that quite disappointing sometimes because 
it's kind of a shame for the, the, the leagues and the guys that are going on there because you you kind of not you but the people that are commentating sort right. of treat it as it's almost like it's nothing that but then i always sort of think to myself what if you're going to do that you know if i'm going to be a part of this if i'm going to be running the, the you know prestige festival i'm going to know about every single guy i'm going to know about the leads i'm going to know every single thing but yeah. oh because if i do that then it's just a waste of time from my own perspective why would i take all the time to edit it to record it to do all that stuff and set it up honestly i've kind of honestly for everybody that does do for the guys in vw that do commentary uh d will tell you too i have always i think I've always told them, look, research every freaking thing on somebody before yeah. you do the show. Research everything. Because there's going to be a point in time where there's going to be somebody back there that's not going to give you notes. Yeah. Or write notes to you. So you have to have notes. Um, I like VPOC. VPOC is cool, dude. VPOC is one of the best examples. I've always told VPOC whenever he commentates, make notes. <clears throat> research. Yeah. Research on everybody um, because the moment you see somebody you've never seen before and you sit there and you're going to be like, oh, well, here comes such and such. That's not going to look good. No, exactly. <clears throat> so I, so this, this is for everybody, even the ones listening. Research your stuff before you commentate. Don't don't always rely on the guy there to give you notes because sometimes he won't. So you have to know your stuff before you even hit record. You know. True that. Who would you say, uh, Mr. Brown, is the top number one commentator in the VW? Me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you put yourself over. Um. No, actually, it's a it's a tough because it's a toss up between. I swear to God, if you say hit the kid worldwide, I'm gonna slap you. Don't you say that, boy. Uh, it, it, it's actually between Jason and uh, Jason Brown and Eddie. Jason Brown, and Eddie, that's right. Hit kids, screw you. Hit kids, a number. Hit kids, number two. No, he's like number seven. <laughs> <laughs> he's number seven out of the four people. That do <laughs> <laughs> of all the four, you're the fifth one. When we talk about, uh, we're sort of running up our, our conversation on VW. We'll certainly uh, move on to you in a few moments. One person that, again, I don't, I'm not very, very active in the VW. I kind of sometimes come in and sort of promote things or talk about certain stuff. But I, I've, I've sort of made myself to be more active in that, in server for, to help people, like maybe posting a podcast and things like that. One guy in there who I kind of have to laugh, I'm going to be honest, um, when, when he said that, is by uh, a, a man named JC Wolf. Oh, God. Now, I can. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I know it. I know it's kind of. Fun. I guess I'm about. I'm about to get blacklisted by this man. <laughs> it kind of. It kind of makes me laugh though, because it, it's kind of you know. You know the guy at school who used to kind of say things out loud, but everyone used to ignore him because it was just like, oh, that guy's a dickhead. Shut up. I kind of <laughs> feel like sometimes you'd have that where he kind of. I can't remember what it was. I think I was maybe promoting the Dewar one, and he came out and he was like, "Hey, uh, I think everybody's forgotten about J.C. Wolf." I don't know why. I just, <laughs> funny because it was funny to me it was funny because it was like he did it and then no one said anything <laughs> wait no because i'll tell you what the reactions were the true reactions was when you hear everybody forgot about jc wolf everybody was like we wanted to forget you what what what's the guy's deal? I mean, does he want to be in the VW? Does he want to be <clears throat> by you guys? Does he want to be in the, this kind of position? 
it's okay. So before the thing was, I'm not gonna lie. Um, when he started, he was just known as Jordan Collins, and he was part of this little tag team with uh, another friend called the Wolf Pack, and we had him as a tag team guy. Okay. Some happened. We had fallen out, and then he became. Then he was just a, um, a singles guy. Okay. So around that point, he decided I'm going to do the storyline. I'm going to change my name. I want to be called JC Wolf now. And part of me is just like, no, don't call yourself JC Wolf because there's like. Well, I whooped. Yeah, because part of me, I didn't tell him, and I wish I did, but I don't think he would have paid attention. But part of me was like, you shouldn't call yourself J.C. Wolf, and I can give you five reasons why. One, there's like two or three people in the league right now that have the last name Wolf spelled the same way. Two, Jordan Collins isn't that bad of a name. Three, I get that you want to change yourself, but at the same time, why would you call yourself something that everybody else has called themselves? And four, you're literally just taking the name from the guy you had a fallen out on. So that's like kind of... Okay. But if if he said to you, uh, Malik, I want to I want to be in the VW championship match because he feels he's worthy. What would your answer be? What have you done in the last few months for us to feel that you need to be in it? OK. Because truthfully, it's like here's what ha- here's kind of how he kind of had that. We kind of kind of like pushed him away a bit. He He has an attitude for one like he has a very big head because of the fact that his push in dca got him to a world title which it happened organically and by organically i mean in the mortal words of bob ross it was a happy little accident (laughs) he got pushed to such an extent that people noticed him yeah and we weren't intentionally doing it right we just put him in these matches, had the good matches, and he would occasionally win or occasionally lose. And so we was like, you know what? We'll give him this. And we did. And he kind of pissed it all away with his attitude towards people in call All-Stars. And then there was that one New Dawn show where he was, again, being the character J.C. Wolf instead of being a commentator. Right. And every time you saw somebody throw a bicycle knee, right? And even then... New Dawn has this thing where it's like no limits and how they act. Like absolutely, you can, yeah. You can literally break the f- freaking fourth wall because it's New Dawn. It's crazy absolutely, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. But you know, you kind of push something when even Adam Jackpot and a few others are just like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" Because yeah. the moment you saw him, the moment you saw one of them did a one of them did the bicycle knee, right? And JC's okay. finisher is the bicycle knee, which he calls the JC trigger. Ah, original. I see. And he goes, oh, look, he did the JC trigger. And everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to wrap up the VW conversation uh, and go on to more about you. But before we do, one last topic I've got to address because it's been addressed through a few other people. And uh, I've talked to Sean a few times about this. What's your opinion on, especially in uh, your sort of VW, a lot of the women characters being played by men? A lot of people kind of think that's weird. And I know um, I've had a discussion with Sean and a lot of the time I've been trying to get, you know, actual women girls, you know, into the stuff that we do, whether it be doing a show, editing or even just being a character, because, of course, it's not, you know, it's not 
diversive enough. Um, and of course, you know, it can't be a case that there's not women out there. But of course, there's women out there. But I guess it's just, you know, well, it just is what it is. But there's fans out there that might not be fans. And I know, for example, um, Eddie does things where he'll have voiceovers that are women, which is cool. It makes it a bit different than sort of the text-based promos. But there's, yeah. I know there's, I know there's he some does it as well. Some kind of started some of the um i guess some of the men sexualizing the woman a bit too much where it's kind of a bit like you know there's a lot more layers there's different layers to a woman than of course the, the sexualized but what's your opinion on all that oh boy yeah that's the one that always i already know what you're talking about because that's always the biggest iffy everybody has it's the carmen cortez character right okay thing. Who is I Carmen th- Cortez? Who who is? I mean, not who she is, but who is who has that responsibility of that character? Uh, besides her voice actress, D. Wall is the one who created the character. Right. Okay. Um. The problem, I think, or I wouldn't even say it's a problem. I think it's just a point where I think people are a little too prudish about that, you know, because to me, I don't have a problem with it because I know it's a character and I shouldn't you shouldn't feel that way but at the same time it's like I get why you feel that way but I don't feel that way right because I know like because I'm not the one that feels like I'm getting catfished because (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's I'm sorry that's how some of them because it doesn't just fall on VW there's like a lot of female calls out there that are made by dudes and everybody feels so fucking hurt and disappointed because <laughs> they're like, oh, there's a guy behind the screen. Yeah, what, yeah. what did you think? I was going to say, if it was an actual woman, it, it wouldn't be like that whatsoever. It'd be a sort of multitude of things. Oh, no, they take that to the spank bank. I'm sorry, they would. I'm glad you brought that up. That's uh, Who's in your spank bank, Mr. Tiles? <laughs> no one. <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend. That's Good answer. Before we're going to now move on to the man we are talking to now, we've kind of covered a lot about you sort of on the commentary. When was it? Because, of course, it was news to me when, you know, coming back and checking out all that stuff. Where or when did you decide I'm going to be a character now? I'm not going to be Leon Stark. I'm going to be Malik Brown. <sighs> OK, <clears throat> um, it slowly started with a company called VGW. Yeah. And that was where I got to be. That's where I kind of started to mold the concept of Loudon Styles as a wrestler. Yeah. And they let me, be, and I did promos there. Um, and it then changed to YGWA, which ended up doing nothing. And so over time, I was doing commentary again, but at the same time, I wasn't really doing much wrestling stuff. I did some stuff with IPW, which was Josh's standalone league. And then after that, I did a few stuff with um, Autumn. I didn't get a permanent, I didn't get permanent status until DCA. Okay. Weird enough. Like, it started with VGW, and then it grew into you know it grew into ipw and everything else and at that point i was like you know i kind of don't want to do come up have the loud styles moniker anymore because mm-hmm. i wanted to change 
my, I wanted to change uh, my character myself. So I just like, I'm just going to do Malik Brown, which is like my middle name and my stepfather's last name. And I was like, just put those two together. Okay. And there we go. And then DCA and I kind of grew from there. What would you say is the, because you, you, everyone, especially to the guys that I've spoken to anyway, they they see your promos as kind of something that they see as quite high caliber. Where do you get your sort of inspiration from promos? Is it just off the look of the turn or do you, have you actually seen people where you take some sort of things from a little bit of this, a little bit of that? Um, I know when my friends watch this, they're going to they're gonna automatically say it's Eddie Kingston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It's a little bit of Eddie Kingston, a little bit of Dusty Rhodes, a little bit of a little bit of Ric Flair, a little bit of Jake Roberts. Well, it's a little bit of everything. A bit of everything, right? Right. Shit. I, I kind of, and, and the thing is, like, I literally spend most of my time in a mirror, just doing promos, trying to get my tone of voice right, getting the idea of what I'm gonna do and what I'm gonna say, and you know. When we look at your sort of character as a whole, it seems to have gone through a few sort of different evolutions. I feel like there's a, sort of a new evolution coming out sort of now. Sort of tell me about that. Uh, I've always been that kind of guy that's like, I don't want to stay in one spot. I don't want to stay in one thing. I want to evolve myself. Yeah. So when I started, so when like, like as Malik, as Loudon Styles, I was just this guy that would, come out with the meme shirts and have a cross between being fun loving but be so super 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 strong style <laughs> but then i grew to malik brown and it's like i'm still that i still got that japanese influence but at the same time i'm also i still keep my southern influence and work that way i was known i went from young black and violent to the violence party which was a happy little accident d wall throughout and then it grew into the determination machine because I like Undertale. Okay. <laughs> well, you will be at this uh, most recent call stars. You're going to be going on against John Blackos. What's your opinion on John Blackos? I love John Blackos. I think He's everyone loves John Blackos. <laughs> Don't fight me, thriller. <laughs> <laughs> John's great, man. I'm, we, I tell you, we have like I think twenty or thirty different memes on on Blackos that ain't even. <laughs> And every one of them is like fat beach for some <laughs> Either we're all the uh, the biggest racists ever, or we're just uh, a bunch of crazy kids. Um, he doesn't mind it. He plays along. <laughs> it's a good job he, he does, or uh, that could go a completely different way. But we now go to um, sort of a little bit of a mishmash here. When we talk about the the character of Malik Brown, you've kind of been put in a, a sort of main event sort of spot and things like that, um, especially within the VWU. Within sort of core cool also, it's kind of been a similar thing, but not sort of to that extent. Do you have a long way to go, or even anywhere to go, when it comes to core cool stars, core cool stars title things like that? I think I do. Yeah, I know. I I, I have a feeling that I I do have a, a while to go. I don't know how long it'll be, but I know I got a while to go before I think Sean is like, we want to put you up there for the Call of Stars title again. Yeah. But, like, I'm working my way up as as hard as I can. And... 
Sure. You might is... see me next year. I'm just say that. Ooh. Do you already know what you're doing next year? No, I'm just making a prediction. You might see me. Oh next right, year well, for the we'll, Stars uh, title. We will hope and. Uh... That'll be kind of like a weird. Uh, actually, that would be right up your alley. You versus Ben Hopkins. You could just do a British accent, mocking him all the time. <laughs> oh, trust me. I I've been waiting for a Ben Hopkins promo. And it's literally gonna be me talking to Ben Hopkins, yeah, and telling him how much of a fucking chav he is. Ah, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. You are chav, Ben Hopkins. You bitch. <laughs> With uh, the character in uh, sort of currently in the uh, front room and rear, as it were. You do, on the side, do a League Cool Battle Pro. Yes. Now, Mr. Styles, I've got a goddamn bone to pick with you. <laughs> you I son of a bitch, you took my CAWs! You took my cause! <laughs> you were gone. You weren't gone, Miss. <laughs> you that uh, don't know, as I mentioned right at the beginning of this interview, we were, me and uh, Mr. Styles, working on a... Um, working on a, a, well, it was like a developmental thing. No one else was doing it, so that was kind of what we did. We called it the FWDC. Off the top of my head, I think I maybe only released uh, two, maybe, at best. We had a whole thing going. I, I actually do have a third one still on my computer here, which um, I never released, but um, you, uh, I'll tell you which ones these are. So if any of you are like, man, you and Malik Brown, what were these? Oh, yeah, we did. And he stole them from me, the thief. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go down the roster. So Mark Butcher who, when I recall, had, like, blonde hair, and we built him up to be this, like, hardcore guy. You uh, you took him. Yes. You took... Made him one of the most disturbing figures in in car. There's, there's, there was a tag team, I think, called the Punk Movement, I think we had a yeah. thing. What was Jesse? I think the other, one, the other one was Sid, but I've got one here which is called Rick. So did you just change his name? Huh? Yeah, it was Jesse and Sid Black. Jesse and Sid Black. And then Johnny Metal, which... You have still here as well, who was mm-hmm. the rocker thing going on too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just looking down here to see if I can see if you can steal, uh, steal any other ones. Let me have a look. Uh, I stole. <laughs> well, I helped you. Gizamo! Oh, you stole my boy! <laughs> and I don't use them as much now, sadly, because I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> and the other ones. I think that's it, really. I think it's something that you never took, and maybe you don't know, but there was one because yeah, we had I had like a list of them of what we were doing. That that was one. Yeah, we said that Johnny and that one, and there was one called Jizzle B. Do you remember that? I do, and uh, I never used him. Uh, that was a shit name. That's why. That's terrible. Jizzle B. What the fuck is that? It's not. Uh, that was that was that was young you thinking that was the greatest shit in the world. I, I, it was young me thinking it was the greatest shit in the world. I, I actually remember it coming to me one day where I thought. I'm going to build a guy who's like, a, you know, a real cool, like, you know, suit wearing guy called Jizzle B. Just remember that, guys. I named someone called Jizzle B. Now, I think what you should do for is you should give me royalties. Me a show. <laughs> for those. If they ever make an appearance, I want, I know, like four or five dollars per, per appearance, something like that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's like, yeah, because I used them. Um, I used Jesse and Sid. Well, he was called Rick, but now he's called Sid. And now they're called the Future War Cult instead of the punk movement. Evolution. Uh, Johnny Metal, I've been I've, I've been using for years. Yeah. Uh, Gizarmo, I used him for a couple... I used him a couple of times. Had some for him, and then I had issues. And then stopped using him. Because I just didn't know how to bring him back in such a way. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, you've done, a, you've done a great job with him. I, um... I'm actually going through my files now. I have eight different matches actually from the DC thing. So I wonder who else we had. But I think I will go through the uh, 
the old uh, vault and see who it was because there's quite a few here that uh, that does so. So if anybody was looking at those um, CAWs and saying, "Man, you know he oh I found him right here. Oh my god, it's terrible. Well, <laughs> oh my, the Gazama looks like the boogeyman." <laughs> it's a SmackDown versus Raw 2000. Oh, awful! I can't look at it. Gazamo versus Mark Butcher, and Mark Butcher literally looks like bloody Cody Simpson. Oh God! And uh, yeah, Johnny Metal was the only cool one because he came on in motorcycle. But uh, if any he, of you were looking, which I, he kind of keeps still. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I found Jizzle B. Here he is. He's got he's got a white shirt. He looks like I wonder oh, who he looks like. Um, I'll tell you who he looks like. A imagine, wanker, anyway. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a wanker, but can you imagine if Adam Jackpot had blonde short hair? Oh, dear God. That's really hard to, to think, isn't it? That's... I don't know how to feel about that. But if any of you were, were thinking and looking at those uh, CAWs and thinking, man, um, you know, Malik Brown, you're such a genius. Uh, he's <laughs> stolen from me, so he's a liar! <laughs> I've also got a uh, video here, actually, of Mark Butcher um, jumping off the stage onto Jizzle B. You should have used that for something, man, because there were some cool things. Let's see, this is one of the games had some great cutscenes. Real talk, I've done crazier with Mark Butcher to have the time battle pro. Well, it's good for you to uh, to be using them. I don't take it personally, not really, but maybe I will. But if they do get like on cool styles of EW, then I'm coming for you. You hear me? <laughs> I mean, they're. I mean, to be real. Um, I think Butcher's already been on VW. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, he he went into a landmine death match and he scarred for life. A landmine death match. Oh uh, yeah, you gotta watch that. Uh, we did a cross. It was a crossover show between uh, myself and Afro Bandito of TCW Asterisk. Damn. <clears throat> well, apart from all those guys that we uh, we mentioned. What uh, what is it you like about Battle Pro? Because I know you kind of do, you bring it back a little bit now and then, sort of with with stuff that you do. Are you the only one that did it? Do you have a little team too, or not? Oh, repeat that. The the Battle Pro is it just you that does it? Do you have a little team around you? No, it's literally just me. Just you that does it. Okay. Um, with the occasional of D Wall, we'll do commentary, but okay. I pretty much do the matches, edit the matches. I will jump in on commentary and do it, or D-Wall will. He likes to do this. Uh, whenever I put the show up ready for people to com- for commentary, right, I will wait a week because everybody's doing something. I was like, hey, so I need somebody to do this with for me. And D's like, Malik. I'm like, what, Malik? You son of a bitch, Malik. <laughs> no, Malik. Check your PMs. I'm like, he's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Already did the audio. All I had to do is slap it in. All I had to do is slap it in. Or or he does the video. He already does the video and it's already uploaded on my YouTube, on my channel, because D Wall's the only one I, ha- I I trust with my account, right? Right. So he'll do the audio, he'll do the commentary slap it together, render it out, and then he'll freaking put it up on my channel. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, I've, I've checked out a few shows. You've got some, I mean, all the way back to uh, the old WWE 13, 
all some mm-hmm. of those shows back uh, back there. So it's great to see uh, some of those. One thing I haven't mentioned actually on this show is you were, of course, the this is more of a podcast that comes up on the streaming services. But if you remember, you were a part of the second ever show of uh, FWZ Talk, and uh, I went through the vault, checked out various things. Would you like to know what we talked about? What did we talk about? Well, yeah, let me bring it up. I'm uh, probably blow your mind. So we talked about CAW, of course. We talked about the SMF forums. (laughs) Oh, my God. We talked about Val Venus in TNA. (laughs) Give me a moment. I'm uh, searching up some more. We also we also talked about how WWE sucks. <laughs> we also talked about who's a bigger ass kisser, Chris Jericho or Triple H. Wow, we went in hard, man. Back back in the day, um, I'm pretty sure you uh, said some mean things to me as you used to do. <laughs> and we also talked about Orlando Jordan in TNA. Jesus Christ, let's go back in it, man. Jesus, right? Orlando, I think I used to compare you to Orlando Jordan back then. You know, just to I, yeah, I feel, yeah. Now I feel insulted. <laughs> I, I never, never want to be compared to Orlando Jordan in any way, shape, or form. Orlando Jordan. Why would I want to be compared to a guy that basically used his sexuality as a gimmick to get over, and he still sucked in ring? Come on. Can you remember when he wanted to go up against Ric Flair, and Ric Flair was having done it? Ric Flair was like, hell to the no. Why do yeah. I need to carry you? <laughs> Let's. Uh, oh, we're, we're, I think we're talking about FWZ as well. And uh, wow, I'm listening to our voices now. I feel like I should share this with you, but. Uh, oh let's, 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 let's... Yes, let me hear young me or younger me. Because <clears throat> I was like, what, 17, 18 at the time? Let's see if you can hear this. Let me try and see if this works. But we're just swearing at each other. Could you hear it? I can hear it. Oh my god. Why are you talking about Elijah Burke? Because you were so into Elijah Burke. I was into Elijah Burke. I don't know why. You were super into Elijah Burke. Elijah Burke. You were the first one. I remember that. You were like, yeah, so he gonna come out. He gonna be the <laughs> black pope. Look at my voice. Saturday nights. TNA uh, Sunday nights. Tell him your opinion and fuck him up with that shit. <laughs> you are such a, a champ. Pretty urban. You're such a fucking champ. It's great. <laughs> anyway, let me, uh... Does it shock you that American knows most British slang? It is, but I wonder if that was because uh, I taught you that. Because I gave you that no, one. No, because I actually have a lot. I have, because I think outside of the internet, I actually have some British friends. <laughs> Who's your best British friend? Uh, there used to be this guy that worked at um, I used to work at a Target, and there was this guy. His name was Dave. He was British. He actually lived in uh, trying to think where he lived at, uh, Manchester. Oh right, yeah. And then uh, he said, you know, 
he had a, he had some family, and uh, he had a brother who lived in Bristol, so he would always <laughs> he would always like do slang to me, and we would always try to understand each other, and so that's where I know where Chav Wanker Git Git an old Git, yeah. So we've uh, we've pretty much wrapped up all the uh, all the topics, pretty much, Mister Stars. That I've uh, pretty much uh, put up here. You anything you want to throw into the conversation? <sighs> Wait a minute! I see a guy in Battle Pro, Pro called Silver Wolf. You didn't steal that from who I thought you stole that with, did you? No. Yeah, you bloody bet. Right. I just happened to see him from Manchester, England. I thought, hmm. <laughs> No, um, I wanted to make a ma- an English masked wrestler. Good, because I'm starting I... to think if you're uh, if you're a big bloody Judas. Nah, the only ones I literally took, which I can say were fifty fifty, because I helped you create them, is Butcher Metal. In fairness, he did help me create them because if if Loudon didn't help me back then, you would be seeing Jizzle Bees all over FWC. <laughs> And that's the last thing anybody needs. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody look at you like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Oh, why, why does he, why did he call him Jizzle B? Does he know what that means? <laughs> I would have made Wrestle, I would have made WrestleMania. It would have been Elijah Burke versus Jizzle B for the world title. <laughs> One of the things actually I want to just remember off the top of my head, which I know that you love. Do you remember Jeff? Why? Why? Just why did I do that? I don't know, but uh, I still find amazing humor in that, where you literally have a guy with the most simplest name, and he's just this big burly black guy (laughs) who looks like a who looks like an anorexic Bobby Lashley. He literally, people would just run around the ring and just shout Jeff, 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 and I just annoy. Uh, loud and with it by just saying Jeff all the time. <laughs> so we are almost um, towards the end of our uh, conversation, with Mr. Star. But I think what, as we uh, head down memory lane, what do you think the big changes, big differences are from uh, from CAW back then to now? <clears throat> um, a lot more effort put into the shows. Sure. Um, basically, besides the game changing things, I think another thing has been that a lot of people uh, adaptability, if sure. anything, adaptability and putting a lot more effort into the shows and basically understanding that, yes, this is a hobby, but also at the same time, remember, you can't remember it is a it is a passion it is a hobby and you have and everybody puts love and work into their hobby absolutely you are right with there and we all need to be uh be good to one another be uh be better to one another also as well and uh as we sort of head to the end i don't know if you know mr laden but on this show uh, as many men have been and uh walked through these uh through this podcast we do love at the end to do a good old q a of the questions that i have compiled for each individual guest so uh, i've certainly compiled loads for you loud you're gonna love it you're gonna absolutely oh, love it um so i'm gonna start off with two that i ask every single person and then i'm gonna get into some which are especially for you so the question that i ask everybody loud and styles who is the most overrated caw 
Me. <laughs> you? You can't say I, you. I, I I know. I'm kidding. Um, that's that's a tough one because shit. I can't say most of them because they they don't really. They're not really around as much. Okay. Well, who are you gonna say? <laughs> Danny, but Danny's not around as much. Um, you know what? No, I'll I'll go like this. I think the most overrated so far. Um. And don't take this as a dig, because I love you, man, Mikey. Mikey. Mikey Truth. Oh, really? But at the same time, he's super good at what he does. I wasn't how I feel you taking a dig at my boy. I've always looked at it like this. I'm you versus Malik Brown now. Oh, everybody wants that. What are you talking about? (laughs) What is it you find about him that you think is overrated? Um, Honestly, I think the hype behind him gets a little too much. Okay. But at the same time, I I get why. Okay. My 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 whole idea about overrated, I I you could tell this is how much I grew up. Overrated doesn't always mean a bad thing. Okay. To me, Mikey's overrated because he is very overhyped. Right. But it ain't bad because I get why he's overhyped because he is that good in his character and how he does things. And honestly, I'm sorry, I could watch that man literally light up a fucking joint and speak for like two hours. That's just me though. <clears throat> Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. No one said him before, so I'll uh, so that's unique. So on the opposite end of that, who would you say is the most underrated? Hmm. Tommy Kazarian. Tommy Kazarian. That is not a name I have heard. Do uh, tell me who Tommy Kazarian is. Tommy Kazarian uh, was. A guy that was made from a uh, old. He was. He Wait, was what's the creative. CCL? Yeah, he was the former CCL world champion. He's in the tag team with uh, Future Foundation. He was with uh, uh, okay. Matt Phoenix with Future Foundation. Uh, to me, I think he is underrated. Because I, because quite frankly, I think Tommy Gazarian should be a main eventer or get another shot at the main event. Okay. Well, I like the two answers you've given. Usually most people say uh, underrated as themselves, and then they usually just say Danny Jaffa or Smokey. So at least you brought something uh, something very different to the, to the table. I appreciate that. That's too easy. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. A lot that's, of... a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a cheap... That, that's the equivalent of a cheap pop. Why would I do that? That is a uh, <laughs> cheap pop. That is uh, most certain. So we now go to some, some Q&A that I have piled for you, uh, Mr. Styles. So what do you enjoy more, commentary or being a wrestler? Um, being the wrestler, honestly. Okay. Well, I'll commentate every now and again. <clears throat> well, that actually led me to my next question, which is, are you going to be doing any more commentary now? Since I've basically told everyone how wonderful you were. <laughs> if the if the time is right, yeah. Because I got plenty of time now, and I can do it. Well, I was going to say, yeah, anyone could be doing anything right now. Everyone could bloody hell. I'm doing loads of things at the same time, so I don't just get bored of everything. But hey, you know, we gotta gotta be doing. We gotta be doing. Right. Is WEDF dead? Not if Frank Docs has anything to say about it. I kind of feel like it is a little bit. I, I, I mean, it's, it's dead in the sense that it doesn't get as much views as it used to. 
But here's something that I used to say to him back then. Now, he used to get burnt out quite a lot. Completely understand what we used to do. Some people do it today. You know, getting burnt out can be, uh, you know, hard because, you know, try and get out of it. And I used to say, even to the younger guys, I say, look, get burnt out, step away from it. Don't touch it. Don't do nothing. Go do something completely different. And then maybe if it's a storyline you're stuck on or maybe a guy, it will just come to you when you're doing something else. You remove yourself from that situation. The things that I find about uh, WEDF is this. One, too many cooks in the kitchen, as I mentioned ages ago, needs to cut them people out or say, here's what I'm going to do. Clear communication. This, these are your roles, but I have the final say and that's it. Or because I think what that kind of does is if I was in his shoes, I think maybe, you know, this is my baby, this is my thing, this is my show. And if someone's taking it away, then I kind of feel like I'm losing it. So fine, don't do that. You have the final say, you do those. One of the number one things that I always used to say was you have too many shows. Oh boy. I know yes. you're trying to do everything that was you know, WWE style, but you know, stay away from it. You would obviously get burnt out by doing, you know, three or four shows. You know, I get, you know, trying to fit one show in. But even so, three, four, it's just not necessary. You're then going to be behind with everything else. And I really don't think you need to be doing that many shows. Strick right. it back to one. And, you know, maybe you can rearrange the rosters because I'm seeing even now storylines from, you know, years ago because of, how far back you are because of the fact of you, you know, being behind with everything because you're doing so many shows. So, you know, I'm seeing the shield, I'm seeing Wade Barrett, I'm seeing, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but they're so far behind. You can't, it's not, it's going to take a lot longer, a lot longer time to then catch up because now you've got four years storylines before and now you're trying to get up to now. So it's just, you know, leave it alone, start fresh. That would be my thing. But, I guess it's more because it's not just getting released as much because of that, but you kind of need to get into that headspace of of you know doing that, and hopefully you might get back on the uh, the old uh, CAW wagon as uh, as we can. Mister Styles, who is your favorite FWZ wrestler? <clears throat> Jay Briscoe. I'm kidding. Uh, Jet Tornado. <laughs> really? Why do you like Jet Tornado? Uh, I haven't actually talked to you about the uh, resurrected FWZ, you know, actually. I have not actually spoken to you at all about it. I watched it. Um, I liked it. Like I said, it's like, it was fun because I saw that you were doing this whole, you were doing the same concept, I remember, but you worked your editing better. Oh, yeah. Uh, you did the same concept of original call, actual real life wrestlers, mostly indie and fantasy here and there yeah um but i liked it i like jet tornado mostly because it's such a weird effing name for such a for such a guy that looks like <laughs> that looks how he looks <laughs> yeah that's uh that's on me because i just kind of came up with the name randomly and uh... right because I, I i was like yo can you explain why this dude looks like jet lee but he's called jet tornado i don't but well, it's uh, it seems it's there's like the one one that's kind of gone, gone well, but everybody uh, always says he looks like Steve Blackman. Uh, another guy I used to like was Silverlight. I used to like. Yeah, him. yeah, that was uh, that was also a um, also a, a unique one. But yeah, it's been going good. The editing's uh, changed. Got more of a uh, more of an audience. Always going good. I don't know if you've been checking out the uh, the next headliner tournament. Who do you think is going to win that? Who you got? It's down between Needham or Mikey, honestly. Okay. That's going to be a, uh, a voting one, so whoever's going to uh, win that will certainly see who uh, 
on there. Who's one from the next Saddle Tournament you don't like? Anyone you're looking at going, oh, I don't get it. Don't like it. The one black dude from Memphis. I. <laughs> oh, you say that Ernie Salen. What a guy. Like, I don't know. It, it's like he, to me, I'll, the character's all right, but I get like this weird Iceman Parsons from WCCW thing going on from him because I think like he's supposed to be this. I was like, oh, so he's supposed to be the jive. He's supposed to be the jive brother gimmick. Is that what we're doing? Okay, in two thousand twenty. Yeah, okay. I'd, yeah, I thought I'd go back to uh, you know racial stereotypes and because you're, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be you're going to be his manager. <laughs> you're going to shuck and jive together. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ernie Salen's uh, advocate manager assistant will be. Loud and Stars, as Loud and Stars. Don't be Malik Brown. I'm bringing him back. He's going to be a manager. He's managing early sailing. He's going to tell him how to shuck and drive, brother. <laughs> Ow. I'll bust out my best Thunderbolt Patterson impression for it then. The people also want to know will you ever commentate FWZ again? If you bring me on? The answer is no. Okay. So no, it's not happening. Of course we'll have you on. We'll uh, we'll get you to commentate one of them tournaments because you can uh, shed some light on Mr. Needham. That's if you put him over. You might not put him over at all, but hey, whatever. Who cares? What first, thing is... I, first thing I'll say is hit the hit man who hits blanks, James Needham. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I'm kidding. Who is your, or what do you say is your most favorite league at the moment? Favorite CAW league? can't say battle pro i'm not gonna say battle pro I, shit I, I barely put more i barely put shows out to even put myself out there <laughs> uh my favorite league so far right now um that's a toughie because i got a lot of them but so far uh uwl okay what'd you like that i like well, basically, besides the fact that I like uh, some of the crazy shit that he comes up with, um, you can tell that he improves every show, and he has such a crazy-ass idea and imagination, and he just does stuff that you don't see a lot of in leagues. Like, just his last season alone, he was one of the first guys. I wouldn't say he's one of the first, but he's one of those dudes that isn't afraid to be like, oh, hey, I'm going to have this match with two women. One of them's going to bleed a lot. Sure. And, you know, it's always that thing. But you can tell he he improves a lot in his stuff. And he, he also has evolved in the sense of he tries to separate the two different leagues he has because he also is a, the developmental for ACW, for Hakeem's League. Oh, right, okay. That's interesting. So he does fantasy on one side, and then on the other side, he does fantasy slash original, which okay. is pretty good. As we record this, we, of course, heard the announcement that Mr. Mac, the the Mac, the return of the Mac, will be the return of the Mac, will be... will be in the Court All-Stars Hall of Fame, along with Hakeem Johnson and... Uh, Mr. Wolf, if you were to choose the next person, who would you put in the uh, Cool Stars Hall of Fame? Mm. Let's see. 
J.C. Wolf. Hell no. El Navino. <laughs> God no. Uh, no, actually, I would put if they actually cared, I would put Suspect in there. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I think Suspect should be in there, or um, if 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 anybody in Call Stars remembered him, Afro Bandito. I think Afro should be in there too because Afro is Afro is like almost godlike when it comes to Call, and I don't think he gets a lot of recognition for what he does. Who would you say is your favorite CAW currently as well? Of course, you're seeing a lot of them because you're booking a lot of the uh, a lot of the territories, as I used to say. I do, and that's why I'm trying to like pick one that I'm not booking because I don't want to show favoritism. Um, truthfully, I love. Even though he's going to retire this character, I love the Kenyan Phoenix character. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like Kenyan Phoenix. Even yeah. though he's probably going to retire it soon, um, I love the character. Speaking of uh, Kenyan Phoenix, uh, did you see uh, the most recent New Dawn Pro? Guess who uh, debuted in the Battle Royal? I saw and I loved it. <laughs> this guy! I'm mad that you did not do... The, I'm, I'm mad you didn't come out to... Oh, I think better you better than the song, son of a damn. That would have um, been beautiful. I'm mad that you didn't come out to who better than the jam call. No one better than the jam call. <laughs> the is, I don't know if I can still have that theme. Oh, don't worry, I'll make it again. But man, that would have been awesome. I, I know exactly I how to make that. I will I know exactly how to make that theme. You you'll be the one laughing and everybody won't get it. <laughs> oh, it's this guy. That's uh there's a rumor going it's... around that uh that I uh may be uh going for the the big one, the big, uh, the big title. You know why? Because I want it, and I'm cutting a promo right now that I, the Jamco, want to face either that Jabroni Adam Jackpot for eliminating me, or <laughs> I want to face Philip on Terra and beat the piss out of him. That's my- Adam is a oh my god, Adam. He is he's a mess. I remember one time he just like nonchalantly in a call right was talking about how he was mountain climbing and he fell off a mountain and cracked his cracked the back of his skull. Wow. Just, just randomly talked about that. It's like, yeah, they they pretty much said like I had like a fifty percent chance to live, and I was lucky to come into the hospital. <laughs> but hey, you know, I'm all good. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> How can you nonchalantly? And I was like, oh yeah, he's high. Never mind. Yeah, but coming to uh, coming to know him when he came on uh, on my podcast, and I came to learn of the certain shows he likes to put on Pornhub. I'm like, this guy is like no other. <laughs> He did a full show where he had a rumble with porn stars and he put it all porn up because he couldn't put it on YouTube. But you know, actually, if there was any good alternative to YouTube, it would be the porn hub. Sadly, it would because there's not many restrictions and it's easier to get monetized. Absolutely. So maybe that's where CAW should go next over to porn baby. There's, I mean, dude. There's literally somebody that site that uh site ripped and that site ripped the entirety of the Avengers Endgame movie and put it on Pornhub. Oh, really? Yeah, and nobody said anything. No one noticed. Wow, interesting. <laughs> you can literally put episodes of shows and what have you on there, and nobody would ever pay attention. Yeah, but the problem now you have is like me. If we were on Pornhub watching, you know, some in our heads, we're thinking, well, 
you know, we're, we've got a great way to watch a, a TV show without paying for it. But then, of course, you go from watching and see those ads around the, the side of the video. And then, of course, how do you get your way out of that one? You can't say, <laughs> I'm not watching porn. Watching? <laughs> right? It's like, I swear I'm not watching what you think now you, you can't, you know, come up with the best answer, can you? It's like, I swear this is my hero academia. Just, <laughs> just don't, <laughs> don't judge me. Well, Mr. Star, it's been a true pleasure talking to you once again. Uh, this is the first time me and that Mr. Star have talked for a very long time. Very, oh, yeah. very long time. Very long. Uh, we will certainly bring you back on. I think we should have a, a good old conversation about old pro wrestling, since that's what we used to do. Uh, maybe we could talk about maybe we could talk about Val Venus and TNA again. <laughs> How old did he ever was in TNA? Yeah, I, I think it was like for a cup of coffee, and then that was it. But that was so weird. Before we do uh, head on, do you have any regrets over your whole time in old CAW? None. No? None at all. I do it all over again. Do you want to start up uh, Vivianverse 2.0? No. Okay. Well, no, I don't. I don't think anybody wants to bring that back. Okay, then. Well, uh, that is uh, towards the end of our conversation. Before we head on out here, Mr. Styles, would you like to uh, promote anything? Tell us what's next. Promote your social media. Yes, I do. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at MBTN90. Also, check out my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com forward slash the Loudon Styles for Battle Pro and all sorts of little goodies. Check out the BWU where you will see moi yours truly and amongst many other shows also check out call all stars give them a like give them a, a subscription and also check out jamco he's awesome i am awesome he's right he really is right uh we're gonna head out here appreciate you coming on to the podcast i know you don't really have anything else to do but i've got to be nice but um actually you know loud before we go i am undefeated in the fwz and you never um you never defeat me in the ring, so technically, that's a match never happened. Some undefeated. Yes, that is a match that's never happened. So, Malik Brown versus Jamco, you, you know, if it's booked in my league, of course, I'm going to go over. I don't do the job, brother. <laughs> of course. I've, God, I've always, I'm pretty much out, as I've already done the job a lot in other companies. I ain't fucking funny. It's sometimes a lot of people look back at it and they're like, why did you do this? You shouldn't have done this. Anyway, do uh, rate this podcast on the website ratethispodcast.com slash FWZ. You can also go back on the streaming services, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, wherever the hell else we are. I can't remember every single one. There's like 12 of them. But we're going to be heading on here. This has been our conversation with Mr. Malik Brown, or as I call him, Loudon Styles. <laughs> All things FWC on the FWC Collection 10.